Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. And I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's get to the show. Let's do it. Hey, Brooke, I'm excited about this episode. Me too. We're going to talk about clothes. I have like a love-hate relationship with clothes. Yes, I say this as I'm sitting here in a pair of jeans that are incredibly uncomfortable. I'm actually in a breaking in process with Mm, the jeans. mm -hmm. I've been assured by the lovely ladies at Madewell that they will um, expand. They do not feel that way right now. I have such a low tolerance for jeans anymore. It used to be, I used to wear jeans every single day. But since the pandemic happened, I'm a leggings girl. Today I have on some cute little joggers. Yes, yeah, all that one. Um, just I'm all about the elastic waistband. Even my jeans now have, have elastic waistbands. Like I only find the jeans that are like the stretchy kind. Yeah, these are not stretchy. These no. are real, real hard pants. But I feel I feel a slight give happening. Okay, they look good. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a transition. It's a yeah. transition. But so you and I had we had a little journey with clothing because to get trained as a KonMari consultant, I had to do practice sessions, mm-hmm. and so I um, used a lot of my friends as my KonMari victims. And I, I came to your home, and we went through your clothes, and that was super fun. So, like, what did you learn during that session? What's changed? And obviously, we've had the pandemic since, but that was about five years ago. It was. And one of the things, I think it was even more than five years ago because Paige just turned six, and she was still pretty little when you came over and did that. So I was still in that postpartum, like, didn't have any idea what my style was anymore and still had was holding on to clothes from before my first pregnancy. You know, it was just kind of like a mess. I didn't, I was holding on to too much stuff. Um, we I have, remember some ruffles. There were like with a lot of ruffles and like, weren't there ruffles? There was a few things with maybe ruffles <laughs> and I realized that maybe ruffles weren't right, my thing. Right. Or like I have a very, you know, I think as women, unfortunately, we all kind of have very specific silhouettes and yeah. things that we know work on us, which probably no one else cares about. But there, I learned in that session with you that maybe I needed to minimize the ruffles mm. or the ways that certain 
the way that certain like sleeve ruffly things looked on me, I didn't feel comfortable in at that point um, being postpartum. So yeah, I learned some things. You helped me. I'm a very sentimental person. You know this about me. Mm -hmm. You helped me thank and pass on some clothes that I was just holding on to because I had worn them to so-and-so. I remember this. And it was like, okay, you wore that. You have a picture. You know, there was like this one dress in particular that I had worn to my grandmother's 90th birthday party. I think I remember it. Was it polka dot? No, it wasn't polka dot. No, it was like a navy blue and white print. And it was it was cute, but it was just like an inexpensive right. cotton dress. And it was like, I don't need to hold on to this if I'm not, if I'm not going to wear it again. My right. grandmother isn't in this dress, you know? Like right. she right. had since passed away. And and again, I was a little emotional postpartum, you know. So it was just one of those things that I had a really hard time letting go of prior to our session. But I was running out of room for clothes, and you know, you, yeah, because you live for context. You live in a pretty, you know, small space living, yeah, little townhouse, and you know, yeah, and and I like that because it does force me to weed some things out. But I was overwhelmed with the clothes situation, like where to start weeding things out. So, um, you helped me, you know, just sort of let go of a few things that I was holding on to for silly reasons that were just taking up space in my closet. You taught me the KonMari fold, which I've already talked about um, so far on our last few episodes. And I have stuck with that for Mm. the full five years. Have I been as good about weeding out all of the clothes that I'm not wearing? Probably not. But I do, I find that the vertical KonMari fold that you taught me um, really does help me be able to see my clothes at a glance without needing to rifle through things. And that really helps me more easily say goodbye to things that I'm like, listen, I really have not worn this shirt right. in two years. And it's I see it every day when I open up this drawer. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean it's usually those clothes that you don't wear, if you don't do the Kamari fold, they get they get put at the bottom of the jumble. Yes. Yes. So it's nice to not really have that jumble and to see everything. Um and you know, I do the same thing in my kids' drawers. One thing that no one no one warned me about parenthood was how overwhelming the clothes situation gets. Yeah. With like switching seasons and things. And the, they grow the little munchkins. I know. They grow and like I feel like that could be, you know, so many moms I know, they've got this whole bin, they've got this whole bin system mm-hmm. and, you know, two T, three T, four T stacked on top of each other and then they've got the three cousins lined up that they're giving to but then it's in the basement. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think doing the vertical fold has helped me to, like when it comes time to switch over seasons for my kids or to weed out the things that don't fit anymore, it's a little little more pleasant. A little more pleasant, yeah. 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 And we've talked about kids getting into the folding. A lot of my clients, like their kids do like doing the folding. Yeah. They like being able to see what they have too. Isabel, my daughter, doesn't really... Get into that, yeah. But I need, I want to. Yeah, to get her into that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the sentimental stuff. I had a client the other day who she so easily got rid of her wedding dress. It was her second wedding, mm. and she's like, "It's a mess." You know, they turn all yellowed, and she's like, "Nobody's gonna want to wear this." I. It's the one sentimental item that I literally have a million pictures of myself in, and. She was so ready and relieved to let it go because she had the should. Like, you should keep your wedding dress. Yeah. But she was so excited to let it go. She needed permission. Yeah. 
And that's, yeah, that is one thing that you gave me. It was like permission to say goodbye to these things that I didn't need anymore, that I wasn't giving myself permission, even though it was clearly cluttering up my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My clothing philosophy lately has been, and it was like this way even before the pandemic, because I, you know, I worked like 20 years in corporate and I was always like suits and pumps and black plaits and blah, blah, blah. And I was so, when I quit that world, I was so ready to transition to something really different. So then I got into this like Eileen Fisher flowy phase, which I'm still sort of in, but I want my clothes to feel like pajamas mm-hmm. essentially, which is not what's happening with these jeans right now. No. Um, I want my clothes to feel like pajamas and I feel like I can achieve that. Like yesterday I had to go to an event in the city and I wore leggings, boots, and a really flowy Eileen Fisher dress, felt like pajamas and I looked nice and that was yeah. really nice. I think we're all leaning pretty pajama heavy these days. Yeah. Like, you know, I, my, like I said, my daily uniform has become leggings, whereas I used to be a jeans person because I was often, you know, going to work at a coffee shop or meeting a client or doing a networking event. So, you know, and, and oftentimes it was nicer pants or a dress. So my wardrobe at that point did revolve around my career and my business. Whereas for the last two years, you know, a lot of my clients, even if they are local, will still just meet on Zoom yeah. because it you don't have to worry about driving somewhere. Yeah. And so I've gotten um, really into <laughs> fancy sweatshirts. <laughs> I'm like, this feels like a sweatshirt, but it looks nicer. Something that I can wear with leggings on the bottom. You know, if I'm at home, I'm always wearing my slippers. Yeah. Um, so I, there's definitely been a shift in what I'm willing to tolerate in terms of my clothes. But I am due for a, an Amanda um, little edit. Little edit. Little yeah. Edit. yeah. Yeah. How often do you suggest doing an edit? <sighs> well, you know, I I was overdue for a little edit too. Um, it feels so good to get in there. And I do all the same things that my clients do. Like, oh, maybe I'll wear this one day or maybe I'll lose the 10 pounds yeah. or maybe blah, blah, blah. Um, so I do all those things too. Um, what I try to encourage people to do is like edit as you go. So I always say, like, don't put sour milk back in the refrigerator. Mm. So if you put on a shirt, you're like, ugh, I hate this. Like, don't put it back on the hanger. So have, you know, a box or a bin or something in the bottom of your closet or somewhere where it's like your out box. Yeah. Where you can just put things. Because you know, like, you know those things. Even, like, old pajamas and, like, all that kind of stuff that start to get a little gritty. Speaking of old, in our recent episode, we talked about white socks. Mm -hmm. And you told me that you go out and get fresh white socks, which was something that was not on my radar. I am proud to report that I have fresh white socks that have just arrived and they're all the exact same ones. Mm -hmm. So I think, because Isabel's not even interested in like her unicorn narwhal socks. So I think those are going to go and these lovely white and fresh white socks so thanks for that because you're so welcome. Yeah. And they don't have to be white. With my son, it's just that's kind of there's not many fun socks for boys, which is like annoying, but also right. at the same time he does not care. Right. So he just sticks with the white socks. We've got the cropped ones for summer and the high, you know, the taller. Yeah, I did a little crop, I did yeah. a little high. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only variety we've got except as I told you my annoying target issue with how they changed the whatever we won't get into that again but um but yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I think like you always say just make it easy 
Yes, make it easy. Yeah, there's no reason to complicate things with a variety of socks. I think I'm going to take all her socks, like these crazy you know, ones that she's not even really interested in, and set them aside. She won't let me let go of anything. Yeah. She, nothing can be donated, nothing. No. Yeah, no. So I'm going to just set those aside, and then we're just going to have all the white socks in there, which I'm super excited about. Good. One other thing I want to talk about with clothing is bras. Mm-hmm. That's a big kind of pandemic conversation too. I have never obviously liked the feeling of a real bra, Mm -hmm. underwire bra. However, I found, I got a tip once, like that's a tip I give to my clients all the time when we do their closets. I do their closets and I'm like, okay, now go get yourself fitted for a bra because most of us are wearing the wrong bra size. So I have this amazing place that I like to go to down in Delaware called Bare Essentials. And the lovely woman, Jessica, I love her. She's just like me. She's very bossy. And so she she puts me in a room and then she has she fits me and then she brings in a bra and then she'll look at me and be like, no, I'll be right back. And then she goes and chooses another one and she's like, yes, let's get something similar. And then she and then I walk out of there. Yeah, she's and, on a mission. Yeah, she's on a mission. So you gotta get fitted for your bra. And she told me recently that the bra manufacturers are really catching on to the fact that ladies these days do not want to wear real bras, so they have to make their bras much more comfortable, and they are. Why did it take them so long? Why? 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 Yeah. Had they not gotten the memo before that bras were? I guess they just didn't care because it was all we were offered, but now we are demanding more comfortable bras. And I mean, so- over the pandemic, did you get into the bralette thing? Oh, yeah. The, like, if, if I know I'm just home for the day, I'll do that. Just a little bralette. Um, but I agree, like, getting sized for a bra was revolutionary years ago when I did it. I should probably go again because your body's changed. Our body, body's changed. Everything goes in different places. Yeah, and plus, yeah. I mean, and even if you get fitted and know your right size, you still need to get new bras every so often. I usually have, like, three good ones that I rotate through. But I can't really do the fun ones because you and I, you know, are, yeah. are of specific generous age and size. Portions. Generous portions mm-hmm. that um, – generous portions. <laughs> mm. You know, so, yeah, I can rarely get, like, the cute, fun colors. Yeah. I usually have my one brand, Wacol, that I stick with. Yes, yeah, so I think that might have been the bra that I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good. See, the difference between you and me is that you only wear those bralettes when you're at home. I wear the bralettes out into the world. I mean, there's definitely been some school drop-offs and pickups with the bralette, but like, you know, if I'm wearing something a little more form-fitting, I right. prefer the Right, underwear. I feel like I need to just, I need to make a commitment to myself that the bralette stays at home. Why? I don't, why? why? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, Brooke. I mean, the patriarchy why? is telling us that we should be wearing the why? underwire all the time. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like a personal feeling, but who cares? I mean- This is an excellent point. Should we be burning our bras and replacing them with bralettes? Is this, you know, kind of a resurgence of the bra burning? I so mean- I had a client that had made a very interesting statement the other day. She said, she was looking at her fanny pack. She's like, I love my fanny pack. And she said, you know why? She said, it feels like a very feminist thing. I mm-hmm. said, why? She said, well, women's pants typically don't have like pockets like men's do, like in Still. the early days, because they didn't want our, they wanted our waist to be as slim as po- as possible. So the fanny pack is kind of like an F you mm-hmm. to the patriarchy. I was like, oh. 
I love fanny packs even more now. And can we talk about why more pants still don't have pockets in 2022? I actually, yesterday was kind of warm out and um, Paige wore shorts to school. She was like, mom, these shorts have pockets. She's six and she knows, she's like, why don't my other shorts have pockets? I'm like, you are so right, girl. I do not know. And so we yeah. had a conversation about pockets and how, you know, they're so comfortable and they make so much, not comfortable, but they make so much sense because yes. we need a place to put our things. Well, that's the problem with leggings. Yeah. No pockets and leggings. Well, no, a lot of the leggings. Some of them do. They have the little side pocket little on the side. leg. Not like, like, you can't yeah. put like, you know, too much in there. Right. It's, but the uh, best though is a dress or a skirt with pockets. The best. The best. Really all of them. Yeah, because and especially when I used to wear dresses to networking events, I'm I'm a little bit awkward in yeah. new social social situations. Always want to have a place to put my hands, and I didn't want to always have a drink or you know, I, I, just depending on the setting. Sometimes there's nothing to hold on to, and pockets kind of helped me to yes. be a little less awkward. Yes, you just kind of look cooler. <laughs> yeah, when you put your hands in pockets, cool, hip, casual. You know, right? Yeah. So all dresses should have pockets. Basically, all women's clothes should have pockets. Can't believe we're still talking about this in 2022, but you know, again, the patriarchy's got us down, so we have to fight for pockets. I know. I guess I never connected pockets to the patriarchy before, but my client totally. Mm-hmm illuminated that Mm -hmm. for me. And I will say, I mean, this is a little off the rails of the conversation, but I mean, fanny pack, it's not necessarily clothes, but it's fashion. It fits in the clothing category, clothing accessories. I also have recently been turned on to the fanny pack, which I wear like crossbody. Yes. And it's incredible. It holds my phone. It holds um, my keys, my chapstick, a couple of tampons, um... What else? Even oh, like I've a got, little bottle of water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well mine's a little small. Okay. But um, Band-Aids. Band- always need Band-Aids, I, Brooke. I wore new shoes to my morning workout yesterday and got blisters, which I'm super annoyed about. Should not have worn those new shoes. But I went into the little, um, you know, changing room and got out my Band-Aids and people were like, you have, you carry Band-Aids around? I'm like, yeah. yes. First of all, I'm a mama. I'm a freaking I'm a Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah. Boy Scout slash mom. Second of all, it all fits in my fanny pack. So I was like, you know, I maybe didn't have the nicest thing to say about fanny packs a couple of years ago, but now I'm all about it. I just, I'm not wearing it around the waist yet. I'm, I haven't reached that that phase of the fanny pack. Still crossbody for me. Uh, love, I love just like the hands-free look at me go, you know? And I think the hand, the fanny pack, as soon as you get out of the stage when you don't have the diaper, like when I, it's about diapers, change of clothes, Cheerios, uh. all this kind of stuff, you know? When you can finally, I am excited because we're traveling next week and I love the fanny pack in the airport. Mm-hmm. Fanny pack, because I'm just like, look at me, all hands-free <laughs> and I can get my little boarding pass in and I pay for everything. Like in the airport, you really need to be hands-free. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited um, about the fan the yeah, fanny pack. Love, but I do wear it around the waist. That's okay. I rock it. I mean, as long as you rock it, as long as you're comfortable. I'm still not. I think I was a little traumatized in like was it the 80s, early 90s that fanny packs were in for the first time. Yeah, was it the first time? I'm sure it wasn't. I don't know. I'm sure you know we stole someone's idea and made it our own. But um, yeah, I. I don't know something about something about a lot of the '90s fashion coming back makes me like ooh, like it's. Mm. So when fanny packs came back, I was like, no, we are not doing this. But I've turned a corner. I've I've gotten over it. I'm, I'm frowning I'm okay because I'm wondering, did fanny pack 
Was Fanny, did you put it on your fanny at first? Because you know how you see people when they ride bikes? Yeah. And they have a fanny pack, but it's turned backwards and it's on their little fanny. Yeah. So I feel like we need to put our extensive research team on this topic of where did the fanny pack originate? Extensive research team of Amanda and Brooke. (laughs) Yes. Okay, next episode, we're coming back with the history of the fanny pack. Yes. The last thing I want to say about clothing is I feel like, and maybe it's a getting older thing, but I also feel like I've gotten a lot more confident in what I wear and a lot more... Just like owning whatever it is. Like a couple years ago, I got my nose pierced. Love it. And even right now, I'm wearing like a really silly top knot in my hair. Like I just have gotten a little bit more bold, like bigger earrings, statement lipstick, just more kind of relaxing into it and having more fun with it and letting, you know, making a little bit more of a statement and not trying to, I don't know, like let my personality come out a little bit more, which has been really fun. I hear that. I am still trying to find that balance. Well, first of all, I still need to work with Color Guru because I do, I feel like I'm kind of in the next phase of my fashion journey. Yes. You know, I'll be 42 this summer. Just, you know, kind of just trying to figure out post pandemic, post having kids, early 40s, like where, where is my sense of style? Like what is happening here? I do love color, but before I go and like, you know, reevaluate my wardrobe. I need to know what colors are truly the ones that I should be wearing, which I'm a little scared and nervous about because I don't want to have to get rid of any favorites. But I think you're probably like, I think you're probably pretty on track. I, I hope so. You're yeah. probably 80% of the way there. It's okay. just the subtle things. Like the last time we talked about can't wear, if you are in fact a winter, which I suspect you will be, <laughs> that is my un, unprofessional guess, you can't wear like cream, right? Yeah. You have to wear a really stark white, for example. But I, I think you're probably, you got your teals. I think your teals. I love my teals. Teals are in the palette. Yeah. But I think I need to... Yeah, just kind of reevaluate. I'm at this balance of I want clothes that are sort of classic, not super trendy, but I want to show my personality and my love of color. And so I've also gotten into like the bold earrings. I don't have any on today, but love a bold earring with a simple outfit. Mm-hmm. Love a bright shoe. If, you know, just if you're wearing something more basic, the shoe, a pop of color can really yep. bring everything together. And I'm still I'm still figuring out makeup, but that's probably a whole other episode. Um, never really – I feel like in the 80s and 90s when we were coming of age, there, you know, YouTube tutorials didn't exist. No. Teenagers these days have such better makeup than I do as a grown woman. So – that's that's another topic for another makeup, day. Yeah. Makeup, yeah. Okay, we'll let's to, add that to the list. Let's add it to the list. But yeah, so clothes, it's it's like, you know, it's that battle of finding what we feel good in, what we, um, yeah, feel comfortable in at this point. And like you said, I don't know if it's just like this point in our lives. As we've gotten older, we've gotten uh, more comfortable in our, you know, how we physically present ourselves to the world or if we're just all over the tight jeans and uncomfortable clothes because we were home a lot during COVID and we realized, like, leggings are bust. Like, it's just comfy clothes. Pajama, pajama clothes or bust. Well, it's almost kind of like clothing as self-care, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I am juggling so much and I want to be comfortable while I'm doing it. Like, we call our bed Cozy Town, Mm -hmm. and I love getting into Cozy Town. Mm -hmm. I want a one way ticket to Cozy Town at bedtime. And like, once I get in there, I do not want to get out. And so I want my clothes to feel kind of Cozy Town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Moo, clothing brand, Cozy Town. 
Cozy Coming time. soon from Brooke and Amanda. We have so many ideas that our four listeners will let us know if they're going to buy. I feel like people would buy Cozy Town leggings. I do too. Yeah. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. We'll come back in a little bit. All right. Sounds good. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now, back to the show. We're back. We're back. And I want to know what's sparking joy for you today. Brooke, I got a manicure. I love it. This is the first, I, this might have been the first manicure that I got since my wedding day. What? I know. Really? Yeah, because, so, you know, I'm always talking about what to let go of, one less thing. And for a long time, it was my nails. You know, I was like, Ugh, I just, every time I try to paint them, they chip. Every time, da, da, da. And so I just decided I'm going to snip off my nails mm-hmm. and... Keep them nice and neat, but I'm not going to paint them. I'm not going to like. I just gave up on my nails because I have a theory. I have little stubby nails. I believe that people are born with different nail beds. Oh, totally. I was not blessed with beautiful nail beds. I have little twelve-year-old. You have nice like, hands, though. See, so you have lovely nail beds. Oh, well, right. Well, thank you. Yes, that's a genetic thing. So you should be thankful for that. So, but I just, you know, we're going on vacation and I don't know, I just kind of splurged and it was lovely. I also don't really find the whole manicure process um, very relaxing. No. Right? Because there's like the filing and it's hard and sometimes they nick you and it's not, I think a pedicure is probably more relaxing with the whole massage thing that happens. Disagree. Disagree. Well, pedicures, I have really ticklish feet and and yeah, the whole like massage thing or whatever they do, I just giggle the whole time. But that's again, that's off topic. But it's funny because I want to be the type of person that can get a manicure and it doesn't chip in like two days and I get mad. But yeah, I've also, I mean, I've definitely had one more recently than my wedding 13 years ago, but I have let the nails go a little bit. I got the gel, the gel manicure. Now, how long is it going to last? They have told me two to three weeks. Okay. So I thought, okay, that'll be fun because then in Chile where we're going, maybe, you know, the girls and I, you know, Fernando's sisters and my daughter, like we could go out and do like another manicure date or something. Because I think with gel, you have to have it like professionally removed or something. Like you can't go at it yourself. So we'll see. But that's sparking joy for me right now because it's just, it's like, it's a nice change. Yeah. And I kind of feel put together. Oh, absolutely. I have such a, um, so, you know, I'm trying to do some more Instagram reels for the business, for Balance Bound. And um, a lot of times I want to do like an above shot. Yeah, I love of it when my, you do those. Those are oh, good. Thank you. Those but so I good. feel like I need to do my nails before I do them. So sometimes I put them off or sometimes just my unpainted, uneven nails are in the videos. And I know that I'm probably the only one who notices or cares but yeah, I've got to I've got to figure out what's going to work for me with the nails. I don't know if it's going to get manicures. My friend Amanda Hendricks, who runs Love and Renovations, uh, she's it's Love Renovations on Instagram. She does the um, 
like glue on nails. I forget what brand she uses, but she raves about them and she always like she shows how quickly she can do them on Oh, she does them herself? She does them herself. Oh. Yeah, just like the the fake Are they the almond shape ones? You know how it's oh, very in fashion now. Those they're like almond pointy. Oh, I do not like that. No, that's no. that's not me. That's not, so not me. I feel like that's maybe the younger crowd. Yeah. The millennials or the Gen I don't Z. think the millennials are young anymore. <laughs> They're younger than us. They're younger than us. <laughs> By young. I'm I mean, not even an elder millennial. Are you an elder I'm millennial? I'm technically an elder millennial. I don't really know where I fit. I was born in 1980, so yes, I'm I'm an elder millennial, but I don't know what the kids are doing with their nails these days. <laughs> but basically, well, actually, and Amanda Hendricks, she's a bit, she's in maybe her early 30s. So, but she, I'm always intrigued. She does, you know, these little um, Instagram stories about when she changes her nails and they stay nice. She does like um, a bunch of woodworking and housework, um, you know, renovating her house and her nails always hold up. So maybe that's the route I need to go rather than the painted nails because I don't know if it's that I wash my hands too much or just yeah. using my hands so much with my work. I don't I don't know, well, but they the never thing. stay nice. That's the thing. My job is very hands-on. Yeah. And a lot of times it can be really messy. So we'll see. This is kind of a little experiment. We're going to see how the nails do. But it was a nice little pick-me-up. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm glad it's sparking joy for you. Your nails are also sparking joy for me. <gasps> see? <laughs> there was something else I thought about this morning, which was, are you noticing any more of a dewy glow on my face? Yes. Yes. Mm. No, you're lying. I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> I've been up. We talked about this on a recent episode, the soul tanning drops. I have been significantly increasing the number of drops. <laughs> then I noticed. That I have put in my moisturizer. And I don't know, Brooke, because I'm worried about overcorrecting. Well, yeah, you don't want See, that's the thing. I don't think it's supposed to be noticeable. Want to be sun-kissed. Right. You look quite sun-kissed <laughs> today. May I say, Amanda, you look incredibly sun-kissed. No, I think- that's the thing. It's not something that you want someone to be like, did you go on vacation? You're tan. You right. just want to yeah. have a, little a dewy subtle glow. Hint. And I did notice. <laughs> I think you're sort of lying, but I'm okay with dewy that. Dewy glow. No. <laughs> All right. So that was what was sparking joy for me was the manicure. So now it's time for our last segment, mm-hmm. which is the do your future self a favor segment. Yes. So Brooke, what is something that you do that does your future self a favor? So in the last few years, I've really... So let me start out by saying I'm a night owl. I like to stay up late. Mm. So once my kids are in bed, um, my husband also goes to bed kind of early. I really like a quiet house. So good. So I tend to stay up late either watching stories Mm. or maybe doing a little work. Um, Wait, did you say watching my stories? Is that what you say? Like, that's what you call like Netflix? Watching my stories? Nick and I always joke, like, (laughs) you know how um, I think older women when they used to, like soap operas were like much more popular, like I'm watching my stories. Oh, that's so So good. That's what we say. I think an old friend of ours used to say that and we always- Watching my stories. Watching my stories. That's good. I like that. So, you know, but I like to stay up late, but old Brooke used to just kind of stay in her- whatever she was wearing that day, you know, maybe put some slippers on, but not get in pajamas until she was exhausted and ready to collapse into bed. Yes. And I would always be cranky about it. Um, Sorry, I changed from like third person to first person there, you know. That's okay. I'm with you. (laughs) Okay. It's as if if I'm watching a story. Okay. You're watching a story. Yeah. So I used to always wait. And like in the wintertime, I'm also, I get 
colder when I'm tired. So I would wait till I was tired. Then I would put on my pajamas, which were like colder. Ice cold. Ice cold. And then I would get in bed and just be kind of crabby about how cold I was. So finally, I mean, this is not revolutionary, but it kind of was for me. I've started putting on my pajamas, doing my full face routine, taking out the contacts, everything like the only thing I don't do is brush my teeth yet because yes. sometimes I like a little to part- late night snack. I'll partake in the snack. Yeah. Um, but yes, I fully get in pajamas. Sometimes it's even like before the kids are in yes. bed. If everybody's home, we're not going anywhere. Um, at least a couple months ago, if it was dark out at five o'clock, I was like, okay, pajama time. Yep. But I had bought myself the Stars Above pajamas from Target. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Target. Mm-hmm. I had bought a couple pairs early in the pandemic and I was like obsessed with them. They're just the perfect pajama for me. So I get them on early and it has made bedtime a much more pleasant experience yes. because as soon as I'm tired, turn off my stories, go upstairs, <laughs> brush my teeth. Get in bed. I don't feel as cold. I read my book and then I just roll over and yes. go to sleep. So it's just it, it's it's a total favor to my future self. I think it yeah it just sets me up for a better transition to bedtime. Yeah. So and of course then I bought more pairs of the pajamas. So I've got a variety now. I don't think in the last two and a half years I don't think I've worn anything to bed other than these Stars Above pajamas, which are great. They're affordable. They're really soft. They come in some cute colors and patterns. And you look nice. You don't feel schlubby. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's a Saturday morning and I'm still in my pajamas at 11 a.m., which I've been known to do. Absolutely. And someone stops by my house to drop something off, I'm like not super embarrassed. You got your bralette on. I got my bralette and my (laughs) my cute PJs, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all about... It's setting myself up for that bedtime success. Yes. I do the same thing. And sometimes I get ready even so ridiculous, like even before dinner. Oh, yeah. I'll be cooking in my pajamas. I haven't gone that far, but it depends what kind of day it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I've even said to my husband earlier in the earlier days when Isabel was younger and I was so much more tired, I'd be laying in bed and be like, if I could, if you could take my contacts out for me (sighs) right now, like I would have you do that. I don't think I... I don't think I knew that you wore a contact. Yes, I have since I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 or Me something. Too. It's I, a thing. And it just makes, so it's like every night it's like I have to, to so I take my vitamins, I take my pills, I take it and then take the contacts out and then wash the face and then put the lotion on and brush. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially when you're exhausted. Right. I do. I think because I do it earlier in the night, I, I look forward to the whole skincare routine. Yeah. Um, as a self-care ritual. Yes. You know, I'm all about the rituals. And I think that it it just makes it feel more like I'm taking care of myself and less like I'm just like, oh, I have to do this. I can't fall asleep yeah. with makeup on. Or I, you know, if I don't wash my face, I'll break out. Like it feels, yeah, it it feels like that nice transition ritual ritual into my evening self. Yeah. I wonder if I could like kick it up a notch and put like a candle on or something, <gasps> like a little tiny candle in the bathroom and put that on. That could be nice. Look at, keep us posted. I will. All right. So I love that. So do your future self a favor by getting ready for bed when you're still a little bit more bright and bushy-tailed. Mm-hmm. Bright-eyed? Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Sure. Um, yeah, before, because I, I turn into a zombie after like 9, 9 p.m. Same. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I love it. Good. All right, Brooke. This was a fun one. So fun. Okay. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye, everybody. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.